Welcome to the Goracom podcast, where investors discover great small cap companies. Thank you for taking Agoracom with you and make sure to follow our podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release on Production Agoracom, in which we take the time to go small cap executives about what's going on at their companies. Guys, for those of you out there who have ever torn an ACL, a rotator cuff, meniscus, cartilage, or you've seen one of your favorite athletes tear one of those, you're going to love this interview today with Philippe Deschamps. He's a CEO of Kytogenics, which trades in Canada under CHGX. And for our friends in the U.S., CHNXF. Um, look, these athletes have torn some of those, and especially their ACLs. We're going to play that on the screen for you right now while we're talking. The problem is we all think that care and repair is pretty standard. Yeah, George tears ACL, has some surgery, comes back a few months later, all good. What we don't know is the great untold story that there are massive problems with failure rates. Rotator cuff surgeries will fail 40, 50% of the time. Meniscus, 20 to 40%. Cartilage, 15 to 35%. These are big numbers. These are big failure rates. It's a major problem that Kytogenics is on its way to solving. They've already had successful preclinical trials. Now they're in, in clinical trials. We're going to talk about that. Essentially, they've got this technology platform that dramatically improves the success rate of both orthopedic and sports medicine uh, surgeries. And it's a massive market. You're talking about uh, rotator cuff, $600 million a year, meniscus, a billion, cartilage, a billion. It's out there. Uh, and in total, the orthopedic soft tissue repair market is $12 billion. And the company is in what we like to call the regulatory lead for these regenerative products. So here to talk about what's new since we last spoke, which is a lot. Philippe, welcome back, my friend. Uh, nice to be with you again, George. Uh, it's always wonderful to, uh, to to chat with you. Well, look, I like I love having these conversations because I'm a big sports fan. So I watch some of my favorite athletes go down, and you know, and now I have a different uh, outlook on these things, especially knowing what you guys are working on. What I want to talk about first is more than just lip service. You're not talking the talk. You just successfully completed the initial portion of your rotator cuff clinical trials. How well did it go? So uh, th thank you. Uh, I'm also a huge uh, sports fan. I'll yeah. watch professional thumb wrestling if it's the two best guys in the world. Uh, so I, I share your passion for that. Uh, and, and certainly it is nice to, to be making uh, uh, progress here. Uh, so the, um, uh, the the clinical trial uh, for your uh, for your listeners and your view viewers, um, uh, the FDA had granted us uh, to do a phase one two trial, uh, and roughly speaking, phase one two trial. The whole trial is a phase one two, but there's a safety component uh, to every trial, and there's a safety component throughout this trial. But the first five patients of the trial were really key. Uh, because they were patients that we could only treat one patient at a time. Uh, and, uh, and then For we had to reasons, wait, right? That's right. Uh, right. We had to do one, uh, one patient at a time. And then we had to send the data uh, to the data safety monitoring board. And then once the data safety monitoring board approved, then the second patient would get recruited. So it was a, a little tedious, but really, really important to establish safety. So I'm glad to, uh, to report that uh, we've completed uh, that, uh, that initial phase safety phase of the, of the trial. And now we're able to recruit parallel. So all 10 sites uh, can, uh, can recruit uh, simultaneously. Uh, and so we expect that the, uh, the continued recruiting of the trial uh, will, go, uh, will go really handsomely. And to be clear, no safety issues of any kind, no adverse events, because you were assuming that going in, 
but that's the point of trials, right? That you know, you, right. You, I, George Paul <laughs> Medical may assume everything it wants. Yeah, but you know, you know what they say about the field. The, uh, the assume, huh? <laughs> Makes yeah, an ass yeah. of you and me. All right. Uh, so no, that's uh, that's precisely correct. Um, uh, we had to get through this uh, this phase. It's important, uh, uh, and and you know, every uh, every company uh, uh, makes that assumption, and it's it's nice to know that it's in the rearview mirror now. So you've gone from sequential testing, where first George. Go, let's see how then yeah. Phil, then Mary. Now you're doing you're now 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 they're all recruiting. So all 10 sites are actively recruiting. How uh and, and now you don't got COVID to worry about. Nope. So how fast is that recruitment going? Are you are you happy with the pace of, of how it's going? Yeah, I'm very happy with the pace. Uh, you know, surgery uh, that uh, that takes uh, six to eight weeks to the acute part of the surgery takes to to recover. Uh, this is a uh, uh, this is a surgery that uh, that always takes uh, about six months uh, to fully recover from, uh, and you follow up. So people plan their surgeries around uh, around uh, you know the time of year, and of course coming into the holidays, not a lot of people want to do their surgery. They want to finish the the holiday. So so it's a little bit slow uh, right now, but we fully expect, and in fact our sites. Are, are starting to uh, schedule their patients uh, uh, as soon as uh, the return from the uh, the holidays here. So we'll have a few in December, but uh, we expect the the spigot to open quite significantly in in the first quarter here. And for new people that are that are watching ballpark, how long do you expect this phase of the clinical trials to take place? I think uh, we'll finish recruiting the trial uh, by the end of the second quarter, uh, and uh, and then it's a one year follow up. Uh, and uh, uh, but as uh, as you'll see as we further the discussion, uh, this is a, a really important uh, milestone. And while we wait for the uh, for the uh, the one year follow up, uh, there's many many things that we can do to create value for our shareholders. Yeah, and well, one of which is the world isn't just sitting back and waiting. As you progress, things are going well. I mean, you've already said this in previous interviews. You've got some major companies from around the world that are talking, knocking on the door, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, it, you know, I, I think it, it has a, it has a lot to do with uh, we've always, you know, the, the old uh, name of the company was ortho regenerative technologies. Uh, and so it was a regenerative uh, tech, uh, medicine company uh, focusing on the ortho world. And we're still, of course, that is our core concept and our initial uh, our initial uh, target here. Uh, but what's uh, what's interesting is uh, I've been uh, CEO for, I guess, eight months now. And the first three or four months was really focusing on, on getting our clinical trial up and running, getting all the sites signed up and getting that uh, working really well. And I don't know what it is about life that you always have to sort of invent the Model T before the Thunderbird, uh, before you can expand your thinking. Uh, but the the real uh, the real genesis of the uh, of the change to kytogenics uh, was a recognition uh, that this uh, orthopedic focus, uh, as uh, as elegant as it is, because it's easy, it's a relatively it's huge amounts of surgery, so the the trial goes fast, uh, and uh, and the uh, the performance of the trial goes fast. But if you sort of adjust your thinking just a little bit and you say, wow, rather than the full destination of the opportunity for our shareholders, uh, let's imagine that now the ortho world uh, is, uh, is a proof of concept. So it's a proof of concept that will absolutely demonstrate that when you're able to take uh, PRP, which is the platelet-rich plasma, and uh, which is very, very liquid, and mix it with this biopolymer and have it stay resident on the, uh, the ro rotator cuff, and that's what produces the benefit, 
and you sort of expand your mind a little bit. Uh, and I've got to give credit to my uh, chief medical officer, uh, Dr. Jonathan Sackier. He's a surgeon. And uh, when he started to see how this uh, performs physically, he said, man, uh, he was a colorectal surgeon. And he said, man, you know, when you do a bowel resection, you take a part of the, uh, the, the colon out and you have to then, uh, that's cancerous, for example, and then you have to tie the two other pieces together. About 2% of the time, that it's called an anastomosis. It leaks and it leaks nasty stuff. And 50% of the people die uh, from, uh, from those leaks. So he said, man, as a surgeon, if I had something that would be able to be sewn or, or painted on top of that suture, of those sutures to prevent leaks, even if it prevented 5% of leaks, it would be a huge benefit yeah, to mankind, absolutely. right? Uh, so, uh, so those are the things that we're starting to, to look at. And, uh, and what's really interesting, George, is- You don't is need you tears that I, you know, when I tear it at home, surgeries happen all the time. Surgeons have to tear things apart all the time and they put them back together. Yep. So you can, you can attack that entire market. Does that mean yes. you have to go through all sorts of other clinical trials and things like that? Sure. Uh, but the, the clinical trials become, they build on each other, right? So we're going to do the ortho world. Uh, and uh, the part of the, right. initial, uh, the, the initial trials in the ortho world is you, do, uh, you apply to the FDA to do what's called an IDE, a, a, the ability to be able to do research on humans. And then when you do your second trial, about 75% of that work uh, is uh, about your manufacturing process, about your, uh, your, 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 the, 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 comp the components of your product, all of that's done. So the second time, it's really about characterizing the, the second kind of patient that you're going to look at and, and these different, uh, the, the evolution of, uh, of, uh, of the different target. Uh, so for example, soft tissues of the tendons that uh, that uh, that uh, tie the rotator cuff to the bone here is uh, is uh, one of the applications uh, a second application may be another soft tissue that uh, may be after uh, what i just discussed this uh, this bringing uh, two parts of the uh, the colon together uh, and uh, and stopping leaks from happening that's a second application so in that case we would have the same application to fda 75% is already is the, is is done and then we would say our task now is to try and prove that when you paint our uh, our biopolymer uh, with the PRP on this, it helps healing and prevents leaks. So that we would design the trial for that. And then the cool part, that's the regulatory side. Uh, but the cool part, George, is uh, that um, the surgical world, uh, you know, an orthopedic surgeon doesn't do bowel surgery. Uh, and a, uh, a, a brain surgeon doesn't do ortho surgery. So there's a really nice opportunity for, uh, for an early development stage company for us to zero in on licensing these technologies to separate parts of the, the field that may shorten the amount of time ultimately or, or help us develop partnerships uh, so that we can develop these different indications uh, for, um, uh, for the benefit of our shareholders uh, based on, uh, on the, the, uh, the, the, the plethora of opportunities. And the good news is you've already had non-ortho surgeons talk to you about, wow, this could really help me with what we got to do over here. And you've had major corporations already talk to you on the ortho side about yes. taking your technology around the world. So yes. this isn't just Phil and George, you know, high in the sky, the elements are really starting to come together mm -hmm. and then throw in the trials that are already succeeding really well. Yep. All the elements are there for something potentially really spectacular, right, Phil? Yeah, that, that's correct. And, and again, I, I must uh, give uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the kudos to, to Jonathan. He's a he's a, he's very humble, but uh, he uh, he's a world renowned surgeon. He was uh, 
one of the original uh, surgeons that developed uh, the uh, uh, system called the ESOPS uh, surgical robot system that eventually became the Da Vinci system, uh, which is the standard of uh, standard today. So he's a he's a very well known uh, surgeon, and thus he has relationships all over the world. And uh, and when we started exploring this, uh, we uh, we were able to uh, uh, to sign uh, memorandums of understanding with uh, different uh, universities and surgeons around the world that are that either have intramural funds or uh, can apply for grants for us to complete that work, further helping uh, our uh, uh, our investors by bringing non dilutive fu funding into the organization. So sort of everybody wins in that scenario. Speaking of grants, you signed an MOU with the California Medical Innovations Institute. Yep. I didn't know who they were. Nobody <laughs> home knows who they are. But what stuck out for me was this group has received more than $100 million in grants. So yes. this is the George Call Medical Institute, some guy over at Kentucky Fried Chicken somewhere in California. This is a serious group. What are you guys doing together? What's, what's the MOU all about? Yeah, so uh, the uh, the uh, the MOU is is about uh, investigating uh, what uh, what we're going to describe as the tissue healing uh, concept. So tissue healing, uh, as I mentioned, we we do uh, the orthopedic tissue he healing as we, uh, as we. But when you think about all of the tissue, uh, ultimately your heart is a tissue, right? Uh, so what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing work with them that demonstrates that our biopolymer can stick. Uh, and, and allow uh, regenerative medicines to be delivered uh, to tissue uh, uh, based on uh, the, the characteristics of the biopolymer. So I'll give you a great example. Uh, one of the first projects we're going to do uh, is we're going to demonstrate uh, with uh, Kami or with the, the California Medical Research Institute uh, that uh, our biopolymer uh, sticks uh, to uh, various tissues. So the first project that we're going to do is we're going to show, does it stick to the heart? Does it stick to the liver? Does it stick to the pancreas? Does and it there are applications there? The the actually well, look, here's, a, here's, the, here's the one that's really exciting for the heart, right? Uh, so when you have a, an infarct, uh, the, uh, the scar tissue starts to form almost uh, immediately. And so the idea is, could you bring stem cells to the heart uh, and stop uh, the scar tissue formations from, uh, from happening? Uh, so the problem, of course, is your heart's beating 72 times a minute. So you need something pliable. You need something that's sticky. Uh, and so the idea is to, uh, to see if we can't mix these um, uh, stem cells with our biopolymer and PRP. Uh, and immediately after infarct, uh, uh, literally, paint the, uh, the, the biopolymer onto the heart and deliver that regenerative medicine right to the heart uh, uh, for four to six weeks uh, while it re does its initial recovery. So that's the initial work that we're going to do uh, with, uh, with Call Me. And it's uh, really, really exciting because uh, uh, it's, uh, it wasn't hard to get people excited about uh, the, the gaps uh, in regenerative medicine today. And uh, by the way, for the audience, regenerative medicine is just a completely different approach uh, to medicine rather than treating symptoms. Uh, it's uh, it's wholly dedicated to making sure that we restore function. 
uh, to uh, to tissue. So whether they be organs, whether they be uh, connective tissue, like we uh, we were talking about. So uh, uh, so uh, so that's what I meant by sort of going to the Thunderbird when you have uh, the Model T, uh, when you sort of have uh, the, the 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 original ortho clinical trial well in hand. You can start thinking about uh, other potential applications, and that was uh, what, that was really exciting uh, to to have these discussions with these world-renowned uh, surgeons that describe these unmet medical needs. Well, you're like the company that start. Uh, what was the company that did the stick at the post-it notes? No, that's uh, 3M. 3M. I'll say the 3D, but I was like, it's not 3D. It's 3M. <laughs> you know, but you know, they essentially started with some simple technology for post-it notes and realized they had way more applications for it. So you know. I know it's early, but I got to assume uh, a group like the California Medical Institute here, yep. they took a long look at this. Again, it, you have to get on the field and prove it, but yep. a group like this has had over $100 million in grants. Yep. Uh, obviously took a very close look and has a very good, you know, a very good feeling going into this that they that you guys can succeed. And, and then if you do, what happens at that point? Do you joint venture together because you kind of proven it together? So, you know, with their kind of, uh, with their you know uh, power, you can get out there and, and tell the world. Yeah, let me let me describe uh, the the relationship that uh, this this is a one of the uh, premier research institutes uh, in the world, and uh, they uh, their expertise, uh, George, is actually finding money to do this groundbreaking research. So that's where uh, it was, uh, and they their business model is to essentially live off the uh, administrative fees of the grants that they get from NIH and uh, and other granting organizations to be able to do groundbreaking work. So what uh, what attracted them to us and and uh, and us to them is the fact that together we have groundbreaking idea uh, about doing that uh, something that satisfies a very high unmet medical need that is perfect for early stage development for grants uh, to be able to, to, to come. Uh, so it's really the mixing of those three things uh, that make this a wonderful partnership. We bring in the ideas, their expertise, expertise is executing on that research and then uh, finding the grants to be able to, uh, to fund that research. And, and there's uh, so, a great example of non-dilutive funding because if you had to do this yourself, you'd have to go raise money, you got to dilute yep. the stock. Here you're creating a partnership and if it works out well, you're more than happy to give up a portion of all that to the institute to do whatever you got to do. So the shareholders- Actually, uh, actually it's even sweeter off. than that, George. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. It's actually sweeter than that because the uh, the institute is uh, is uh, basically, they, they are work for hire. Uh, so all of the okay. IP exists for the organization. Uh, we uh, we essentially they they like I said their business model is to make money from uh, from the uh, the administrative fees which typically are 20, 10, 10 to fifteen percent of all grants so they live off that uh, they hire the uh, the top researchers in the world uh, based on the kind of breakthrough research that they can attract people to do um, and so uh, so that's what uh, that's what makes this uh, really exciting so it's just a dream scenario that's it, a it really dream is scenario so when you think about sort of taking it all back, it seems like, well, is this company focused on anything? I've really uh, come to the realization that uh, we are, uh, as we do in the ortho world, and as we can potentially do in these other indications, is we are a premier uh, delivery mechanism for regenerative treatments. Uh, so whether it be uh, PRP, whether it be stem cells, proteins, or any other kinds of things, since our biopolymer has really interesting characteristics to be able to stick to tissue, 
we can deliver it. So that's what guides now uh, all the things that we do. And of course, the orthopedic indication is number one, and now becomes the proof of concept uh, that will demonstrate if it yeah. does it here. Jeez. And then when we do the uh, California uh, uh, Institute work and prove that it also sticks to other tissue, then we feel that uh, that there's going to be a, a, a sort of a, an overall proof of concept that this is a really core, cool core technology that can enable the regenerative uh, treatment market. Last question. So we've got the hockey stick growth uh, initiatives and they're going really well. Again, you're not just throwing spaghetti in the wall to see what sticks. You've also, what I like, news that you came out with me since we last spoke, you're going to read it. You're pursuing the sales of medical grade Kaidozan as a new near-term revenue initiative. Yeah. What's medical grade Kaidozan and how long until you can figure out if it's, if you're going to be able to generate near-term revenue? Yeah. So, so th uh, thanks for the question, George. So it occurred to us that uh, our biopolymer uh, is a Kaidozan based biopolymer. And Kytazan on its own without the PRP, because all of our intellectual property is the combination of those two things. So take the PRP out. The Kytazan, from a regulatory standpoint, is called generally agreed to as safe. So it, uh, if you make no claims, and in fact, I guarantee you that you've ingested Kytazan hundreds of times through the supplements and through food supplements and things wow. like that. So it's generally agreed to as safe. We've developed a, uh, a lyophilized or freeze-dried uh, method that adds the ability to keep that stable for up to three years. And so we feel that we can compete uh, in the $250 million worldwide, roughly $125 million North American uh, uh, kitesan market to try and generate some early stay or early revenue, meaning 12 to, I'm sorry, 18 to 24 months from now to go through the, uh, the process of, uh, of, uh, uh, of being able to prepare uh, to supply this to the, uh, to the industry. Uh, and the way that this uh, the, the way that this would work is uh, we find and we we have found in fact a, a manufacturer that uh, uh, that uh, that can make this uh, for us at scale, uh, and uh, and as uh, pharmaceutical grade uh, companies look uh, to have uh, a biopolymer that has that, that's sticky that has uh, homeostatic meaning uh, that it, uh, it it helps blood uh, coagulate it has antiseptic qualities so all of these kinds of qualities that the biopolymer has may be able to uh, independently uh, help uh, companies generate uh, better ideas uh, so uh, so that's a, an idea that uh, that uh, I uh, I'm kind of excited about because uh, again uh, trying to find a way to to generate non uh, non dilutive funding for uh, for the the growth of our company but clearly uh, the big uh, the, the big opportunity is uh, is the first we spoke of. Um, now, Philippe, now we know why you're brought in as a CEO. I mean, previous CEO was great, but you're doing some amazing things. And every time we speak, what I love is that the tentacles keep getting bigger and bigger, but they're related to each other. You're not chasing opportunities. You're just stacking one. It's, it's, it's like a technology developer, you know, with a technology stack. You start with this, then you now you add that and that before you know it, now you've got this, and that's what you do with Catogenics. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Amazing stuff. Can't wait to, and I love the fact that we don't have to wait just for rotator cuff, rotator, uh, cuff trials to finish. Now there's other elements that's going to keep you coming back and back to talk more. So hopefully we'll have you back before Christmas. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, George, and all the best of the holiday season. There you by home. You've been watching or you've been listening by podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or your favorite podcast platform. To Philippe Deschamps, CEO at Kytogenics. 
CHGX in Canada, CHNXF in the U.S. For those new to the story, and there's still going to be more and more of you, and you want to do your due diligence because you've either been through this personally, through a family member, or just through your favorite athlete, Michael Gallup, Dallas Cowboys, that crushed me when he went down with the ACL, and you want to do your due diligence, get the company's profile page on Agoracom. As complicated as this is, we've neatly laid out for you in a really understandable layout so you get a good foundation and you know exactly what the company's doing. And then head over to the company's website through your deep dive due diligence. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this podcast is over. Don't forget to help your company by liking it or even leaving a comment. And then don't forget to help yourself by following us on Spotify, Google, Apple, or on your favorite podcast platform so you will never miss another one great Agora Gomez Small Cap Podcast.